everyone, welcome back to Operation for Quality. This episode we are interviewing Eloise Hall from Taboo to learn about what they are doing to make a difference. But first, let's talk about gender inequality in developing countries. Sure, gender inequality is present everywhere, but it's so much more extreme in developing countries due to education, laws, culture and traditions. Yeah, exactly. These children are forced into marriage and expected to raise children and care for families at such a young age, and this life of pushing out babies keeps them from getting proper education. Yeah, and without proper education, it's really difficult for women in developing countries to secure stable and well-paying jobs. This is made even harder due to the expectation that they should instead be at home, caring for children. Gender is filled with stereotypes about what jobs each gender should be doing. If a woman in a developing country even manages to secure a job, it will be something low-class and low-paying, like working in a factory. But one of the biggest issues for girls in developing countries is violence against women. As in developing countries, there are lower levels of education, girls are spending more time at home and therefore more likely to be exposed to rape. General community norms and culture have heavily influenced the amount of sexual violence against women, as in many developing countries, sexual abuse is seen as the norm and is often overlooked and ignored. Yeah, and sexual abuse does not just hurt people mentally, but also physically, with 42% of women being injured from intimate partner violence. It can also lead to STDs, PTSD, the misuse of drugs and alcohol, depression and anxiety disorders. Yeah, and this is detrimental because these issues are often left untreated and uncared for. So we're now here with Eloise. (laughs) So hi Eloise, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Good, yeah. So could you tell us a bit about what Taboo is and how they're working towards change? Of course. So Taboo is a social enterprise. It's a business that sells certified organic cotton pads and tampons and it dedicates 100% of its net profits to projects which help um, girls in Sierra Leone and Uganda have access to menstrual health care and other really useful resources to stay in school. Awesome. Could you tell us more about the projects that you're working on? Of course. So um, I am a part of the Taboo team. So we are focused on selling the pads and tampons in Australia. So some of the projects that we're working on at the moment are some campaigns to break down the stigma that um, menstruation and periods have in Australia. And um, yeah, we're also working on some campaigns about One Girl, which is the charity that we give our profits to. Um, and One Girl, for example, have a charitable event every year called Do It In A Dress. I've been wearing a school dress and going camping and paddleboarding to raise money for One Girl. So that's a part of my, I guess, personal commitment to the business and to the charity that we support. That sounds really cool. Um, we read on your website that you're doing some expeditions or will have done some expeditions to developing countries. Could you tell us a little about those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So... Um, Myself and the other co-founder of Taboo, Izzy Marshall, and I read about what menstrual health care can look like around the world. And we were really upset by the fact that so many girls don't get to go to school or have an education because of their periods and the lack of product and education they have around their periods. Yeah, we were really upset by that reality. And before we really started to launch the brand of Taboo and the sale of our product in Australia, we wanted to know what menstrual health care was like in a global context. So we went to Kenya and India and we shadowed some pre-existing organisations which helped girls and women access menstrual health care in those two countries. And it was an incredibly insightful experience. We learnt 
so much and it was really obvious I guess how different menstrual health care was like in Kenya um, even in comparison to India but also Australia especially and it was really awesome to know how different cultures um, approached menstruation and it was great for us to know that the work that we were doing in Australia was really really necessary and that we were supporting a really powerful cause which was to provide yeah girls with with pads so that they can have an education and it was really obvious to us that that what happens when a girl has access to pads they do go to school and they have a greater opportunity for a really cool future so oh it was a life-changing time we were away for three weeks um and we've also done some more local travel going to Alice Springs and similarly talking to other existing organizations that help in more poverty-stricken parts of Australia in terms of providing menstrual health care and education for women and girls. That's really incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when did you realise that this is how you wanted to make a difference? That's such a good question. It was pretty much uh, the year 11, year 12 summer holidays where Izzy and myself thought about how cool the idea of social enterprises are in that you can just sell something that people already buy now and use the money that you make for a greater purpose. And we loved that idea. We thought it was so cool that you don't have to spend any extra money in your week just to support something really powerful. So we just started brainstorming what people buy all the time and what people will continue to buy. And we came, we came to pads and tampons and we thought, wow, what a huge market. Half the population needs them every month and um, it will never be replaced as long as we're reproducing as a human species. And we realized there was so much opportunity in that market to make so much um, money and therefore difference. And that's what led us onto researching menstrual health care as well. And um, I guess we had already, devel already developed a solution to a problem that we learned about and we just couldn't justify not pursuing it because we thought, this could make such a huge, powerful, long-lasting difference, like global changing difference to have, um, you know, significant amount of women receive an education is huge. So, yeah, um, that was when we were 16 and 17 and then we did year 12. And once we graduated from year 12, that's when we decided to just give it a crack and see if people were going to like it and Fortunately, we had a really positive response and um, we just haven't stopped since. And now it's been, yeah, four, nearly five years of at least having the idea. And um, now there's no turning back, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, did you find it difficult to create a business considering society's like views on women? Yeah, that, I, loved the, I love this question as well because... Um, we, I think coming out of Wolford, it being such an empowering female driven school, we didn't think that we would have any trouble being women in the workforce because we, um, I guess we're warned about it, but we had no fear of it. Um, and entering into the startup scene of Adelaide, um, it being quite heavily male um, prominent, um, we definitely did feel like quite discriminated against in specific parts um other times people were really impressed that and it almost maybe came from the wrong place that young women were capable of these things um but 
it was helpful and then other times we definitely weren't believed or trusted that we were capable of following through with certain things um we've definitely had our fair share of sly comments and hurtful comments and um you know sexist and discriminative comments but um we've never they've never really hurt us in our heart because um we know that's something that they have to grow from because um we're not doing anything wrong and women are allowed to have a successful time and um yeah so we've definitely noticed the pushback from being young women um but it's never stopped us if not it's fueled our fire to keep going more because we want to prove some of these people wrong <laughs> um so yes it was a bit of a surprise but nothing that stopped us um and yeah we we've always had the mentality that it's the other party that needs to develop a better approach to talking to women and encouraging women oh, cool so what can oh sorry <clears throat> What do you think students like us can do to help out and make a difference? That's such a important thing to think about because when we were uh, 16, uh, similar to your age, maybe even the same, um, it wasn't really in us. We didn't think that we could have a lot of, make a lot of difference. Um, but as we've gone through the journey, obviously the impacts that we have had is significant and we are quite amazed at what we've achieved but it all is and this is like corny and everyone says it but it's all because of the support that we had and a, a significant amount of that support has come from specifically young girls um, from schools that we've met and spoken to through school conversations and whatnot and young women especially have such a huge influence um, and as they should on a household and, you know, a, a, the parents purchasing. And there's a really important movement, even just in a retail sense, to buy really socially conscious brands um, and products because um, there are a lot of social enterprises out there that do contribute to really brilliant things, even through your coffee and toilet paper um, and obviously pads and tampons through us. So you can make really conscious decisions on who you're supporting with your money and you might not think oh I'm not sure that I you know have a lot to give to things but you but I think it's surprising when you strip it back down and think of all the decisions you make in your days like um you know should I ride my bike to school instead of riding a car if you're thinking about the environment or you know bring a keep cup instead of a takeaway mug um you can really I love to think of my whole day step by step and thinking how does this decision that I've made say for example buying a coffee impact um people beyond me and um it's like you're, you're never going to reach an age where you're more capable of making a difference than you were five years beforehand because um yeah I think you can really just hone in on each decision you make in your day and think what's the best way to support other people in this moment um yeah that was kind of long-winded sorry <laughs> That's all good. Um, do you yeah. have anything else you want to ask? Not really, do you? Uh, I don't think so, but thank you for speaking really with us good. today. Yeah. Was... Oh, my pleasure. Let me know if you guys have any more questions. I'm happy to, I don't know, write some responses or, um, yeah, answer your questions. I think you might have my phone number so you can give me a call. I'm easier to call than Zoom. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. 
Oh, no, no, my bad as well. It's just been a really crazy week. My laptop's still in repairs. So um, I had my sister's laptop a little bit last night and then a little bit today, but oh, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hectic. <laughs> it has been, it's been a hectic time, but hey, life goes on. My bike went flat and I couldn't get around town. It's just been a wild time. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Oh, thank you. Um, oh. Good luck with the rest of the project, guys. Yeah. yeah just, just quickly, um, on our Instagram, we're making like little posts where we basically just have a photo of the person and just say like a quick kind of like a promotion for the podcast episode and mm-hmm. just say who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have some spare time, could you just send like maybe a picture that you want us to use for that? Yeah, of course. Just a picture of myself. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Um, what's your Instagram handle? I have to follow it. I'm I think I have followed you just before, but it's Operation and then like the number four Equality. Okay, I'll look it up. I'm really excited. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks. Oh, thank you guys. Good luck. It's a thank great you. initiative. Love it.